Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever is on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So to start things out here tonight... Let's talk about change. Didn't you have something about change last night, Mark? I mean, I didn't ask you before the show, but I thought you had like an email or something. Anyway, if if you do, pull that up because we're going to talk about change. I mean, after all, that's what Obama was promising back in the 2008 campaign. It's what got his supporters so excited. And I, for one, like change. I mean, I try to do my best to embrace change. So change, yeah, it's something that's inevitable. We're going to see change. But uh, were the changes that Obama brought to the U.S. federal government what his supporters were expecting him to bring? I don't know if most of them would say yes. I actually don't know what they would say, but I can't imagine they could possibly, if they were being in any way intellectually honest with themselves, yes, this is exactly what we thought. When you listen to a lot of uh, the, the liberal talk out there, you'll find some people that are pretty upset. Is that right? Especially the, you know, the, the more local type of liberal talk where mm-hmm. they aren't beholden to a uh, program a director um, or you know a a more national uh, feel to the show. Yeah. But I've even heard Rachel Maddow and uh, Keith Olbermann get on Obama for you know some of the things he's done. So. So so uh, Justin Raimondo over at antiwar.com has one of his shortest articles ever. <laughs> Whenever I see Justin Raimondo's articles, I always like them. Because they're just so detailed and they're interesting, and he's a really great writer from what I can tell, but they're just so long, there's no way in hell we could ever use them on the air. But this one is actually usable. He's not closing Guantanamo, he's continuing the preventative detention policy of the Bush administration under a new rubric, prolonged detention. (laughs) He's on board with military commissions, reformed of course, and the denial of habeas corpus. And last but certainly not least, his supporters in Congress have launched a campaign to give him and his cabinet officials the power to close down the internet in the name of national security. In fact, isn't he going to be appointing some sort of cybersecurity czar at the federal level? I can't get that? enough of that czar stuff. Yeah, it's just like a throwback to the uh, the old Russian. What, uh, what a horrible situation. title! Yeah. I mean, if you're going to put someone in a position like that, at least come up with a title that's not so ominous <laughs> and author- You know, it sounds tyrannical. It's almost like they're trying to sound tyrannical. But they can really wear it on their sleeve now. I mean, can't they? It's uh, they can basically say, "Hey, we're thugs. What are you going to do about it?" They want to inspire fear. You know, they want to scare people. Like, you must obey the czar. Mm-hmm. He will. He has tremendous power over you. I won't go on at length, says Raimondo, about the brazen hypocrisy and general slipperiness exhibited by Obama and his fans when it comes to key civil liberties issues such as these. Jack Goldsmith, former head of George Bush's Office of Legal Counsel, and Rachel, Rachel Maddow, progressive commentator on MSNBC, have done a superlative job of that. Goldsmith, of course, notes the president's turn on a dime with obvious approval, arguing that the Bush approach was haphazard and lacked any substantive legal basis. While Maddow is horrified that instead of abolishing these Bush-era assaults on the Constitution, her former hero is intent on formalizing and legalizing them. So uh, 
she strikes a powerful blow against Cheneyism without Cheney by pointing out that the president's preventative detention policy, which claims for the U.S. government the right to hold anyone, including American citizens, indefinitely, without trial, without formal charges, and without telling anyone, Yay. is worse than anything Bush ever attempted in one important sense. The Bushian effort was at least secretive and strictly ad hoc. The Obamanites, however, or Obamaites, however, are quite openly constructing what Obama calls a new legal regime to preside over this wholesale assault on the Constitution. At least the Bush crowd had enough remnants of moral sense to sneak around and try to hide their crimes against liberty and the rule of law. Although they tried to rationalize their actions with after-the-fact legal arguments, the effort seems to me rather half-hearted. They weren't really all that concerned with legalizing their power grab. They just went ahead and did it. and Damn the torpedoes. The Obamaites, on the other hand, have a different style, but the substance is essentially the same, with the addition of a few minor tweaks and rhetorical flourishes. They want to bureaucratize and institutionalize the horrors of the past eight years and make what used to be unthinkable routine. The memor- this Memorial Day uh, should be devoted to reviving and refreshing the failing memory of the American people, or at least those millions who voted for Obama in hopes of a better day. Remember the campaign promises, the soaring rhetoric about the rule of law and our constitutional liberties? Remember this? Gitmo, that's an easy one. Close it. Remember the promise of change? As for this last, well, yes, the Obama administration is indeed carrying out a sea change in the realm of civil liberties. There is no doubt about that. It's a continuation of the transformation effected by Team Bush and made possible by the post-9-11 hysteria in which the leaders of both parties were caught up and which they continue to stoke for political gain. Witness Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid's assertion that the jailing of terrorist suspects in American prisons somehow represents a threat to this country's security. Obama himself is not above this in rationalizing his escalation of the Afghan war and occupation because he was for peace, right? He continually harks back to the 9-11 terrorist attacks as if they justified the decades-long occupation of Afghanistan and surrounding areas envisioned by his favored policy wonks. The baddies, Obama avers, are plotting to attack America from their safe havens in Afghanistan and the tribal areas of Pakistan, which raises the question, so the F what? How much of a safe haven do they need to plot anyway? Answer, a space no bigger than an apartment in Hamburg, Germany, or a small town on Florida's Atlantic coast where the 9-11 attacks were plotted and carried out. The 9-11 attacks, so how is it, if that's all they need, that invading any country is going to ever do anything to stop them? It's not. The reason the countries are being invaded is, as uh, we pointed out earlier this week on the Memorial Day weekend, was because uh, it's the military-industrial complex all the way. It just goes to show that the people that are in charge and making policy, the presidents and all the other elected officials are just figureheads. They're just just the front. And then behind them are all the, the, uh, the big money and the companies and everything that have their fingers in the bowl that are lobbying and buying off these these figureheads, and they're the ones that are actually making all the policy. Didn't you say, uh, Mark, that you'd seen a video, or maybe it was Gardner, of uh, like the Daily Show where they took clips of Obama and Bush, and basically they were finishing each other's sentences? Yeah, that was, uh, that was Gardner. Okay. That yeah, was okay. really early, too. He's had more time to get even deeper and deeper into mm-hmm. all of this. 
And I did comics about it. I made I I was I was talking about this right after the election. Like the left hand of the iron fist of the state and the yeah. right hand of the iron fist of the state. <laughs> and they were hardly any different, of course. The 9/11 attacks, says Raimondo, provided the neoconservatives with the opportunity they had been waiting for. As the twin towers came down, so did the traditional safeguards against tyranny that had been erected over the past 200 years by the founders and their successors. The neocons, in effect, pulled off a coup d'état. As Bob Woodward pointed out, their method was to set up a separate government with Cheney at its head that did an end run around the institutional safeguards built into the system. Bush usurped the constitutional lines of authority that acted as a rein on the unrestrained use of government power. Obama's reforms will make that usurpation permanent. Change? You bet. So I just thought I'd share that with you. Those of you who might be out there still thinking that Obama is in some way, shape, or form different from George W. Bush. What baffles me is the ones, uh, the, are the ones that say, well, give him a chance. Yeah, give him another hundred days, <laughs> another what? five years. And I agree that it does take time for change to be implemented. However, I've got a reasonably good idea of what's going on. I mean, I, I yeah. you know, I pay attention and I can see, I, I know socialism when I see it. What you're asking me to do is give socialism a chance. No, thank you, I won't. Right, he's saying they're they're not exactly hiding what it is they're planning here. Well, and and even the you know, and Bush was socialist as well. He sure, yes. expanded the Medicare, uh, you know, medical uh, government involvement in medical care massively, like to, you know, to a point where we can't even and to hardly anticipate how much it's going to cost. And but and and Obama is doing things that we would call fascist that we sort of sort of uh, stereotypically attribute to the right wing. Mm-hmm. And they both do all of that. They're hardly any different at all, except for a little bit of rhetoric. And some letters next to their name, but uh, you know, there's people are apologetic on both sides. Whoever's whoever's team they're on, you know. I hope that some of these people that are paying atten- at least some attention to this figure it out this time. Figure this out that these Republicans and Democrats are on the same team. They're two sides of the same coin. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free lines, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click download. They're yours for free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at liberty in your lifetime right here in our very own New Hampshire. Those of us that are on the show tonight are Free State Project participants. We've all moved here within the last few years to get active for freedom up here. Get together with like-minded people all in the same geographic area, specifically New Hampshire, in order to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And I believe it is possible. And if you want to give it a shot, uh, learn more about it, go to freestateproject.org. You can learn about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, upcoming event here next month that Free Talk Live will be attending and broadcasting live from. We'll be looking forward to seeing you there as uh, it's a great opportunity to come up here to New Hampshire and to experience what it's like to be around hundreds of like-minded people who have the same goals. We want to achieve uh, a more a greater, freer society and so would love to have you come up here. So go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com, to learn more about that as we continue. 
I was going to say, come early in the week, I'm doing a pancake breakfast. Early in the week, really? Tuesday morning. Oh, okay. That is pretty early. So there are things going on outside of the official Porcupine Freedom Festival hours. Then. You can be sure of that anytime there's a... Uh uh, any a free state project uh, well, event. There's, good to know. there's lots of unofficial partying and stuff that happens early in the week as well, all throughout, all the way up to the weekend. All right, let's go to your phone calls. Uh, that's what the show's about. Let's talk to Jim in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jim. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mark. Hey, hey there. Dale's here too. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, Dale. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Um, hey, had a conversation uh, with some guys at work today, and we always getting getting into things, but. Uh, one of the guys at work was talking about a law in Minnesota, and I don't know if it's true or not, first I ever heard of it, stating that new fast food restaurants um, are making it, it's illegal for new fast food restaurants to have a drive through The thinking being that you're going to get out of the car, and by the, t- the time it takes you to walk from the car to the counter, you're going to say, man, this is a lot of trouble, I should go to the grocery <laughs> store and buy food. <laughs> don't know if the law is true or not. First or at least you get some exercise while you walk into the fast food restaurant where you get your uh, you know 1200 calorie uh, you know value bonanza. <laughs> so wait, you're saying that that law you don't know if it's real? No, I don't. That's that's actually not really the point of that was not the point of the call is what followed in the conversation next. It does sound plausible that someone would propose such a thing. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's government. There yeah. you go. But um here's the next line that it got me. It, the one guy was saying that, yeah, well, you've got to consider that obesity is a problem with the children, and it's killing however many you know kids a day. And if, it's, if a law like this saved one kid's life, wouldn't it be worth it? No. And I told him no. <laughs> and he responded, well, then you're broken. You're broken? And he said I was broken. When people say that, they don't understand all the hidden damage that comes from uh, all you know, all the unintended consequences of laws, and it's not at all clear that you're not harming who knows how many other people, possibly children, in the process of doing some new law or taxing or the taxes that you have to do to enforce some law. How many people like is he willing to lock into a jail cell to save one child's life? Uh, well, unfortunately, well, maybe depending on fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it. I mean, this was at work, and I, you can't really get into a whole lot of stuff. you got stuff to do, you know. Ask him and, how many children's parents. I had to get away from the conversation. But I'm thinking I was going to bring up the argument of the FDA that I heard. I don't remember who I first heard of, mentioned. It might have been Harry Brown, the late, great Harry Brown, I might add, mm-hmm. um, who, who was saying that how do we – we don't know – how many lives having an FDA and having the long processes that they're putting stuff through to get accepted, how many more people is that killing versus, you know, what's going on now? And to me, the next logical argument would be, okay, well, then if, if you know, if it saves one, if passing a law like this saves one child, then let's get rid of the FDA and save hundreds of thousands, of, you know, of people a year. I mean, would you be for that? It's a it's a good point. Um, I, I don't know how well it would go over in that particular conversation. You may well, be uh, accused you, you of trying to, to change the topic. Well, or right. something. You're, you're going off suburbs, topic. I work in the suburbs of Chicago, and most of the people I work with are from the city. So, I mean, you could tell what you're up against, and it's kind of pointless, but well, you get dragged into stuff. You know how that goes. I, I understood. I think that the direction that I probably would have taken that is, look, it's not about the the obese children. I agree with you that 
fat kids don't need to eat as much fast food, and I agree that their parents should be incentivized not to feed them the the way that they're feeding them. However, starting with agreement's a good idea. Yeah. This is America, and you should be free to open whatever kind of business you want to open on your land. Don't you agree? Don't you agree? Does that does, don't no. you think conversation's over? Right. They say no. <laughs> don't you think I should be able to uh, open whatever kind of business I want to open my land? And by mandating that I can't, what you're doing is you're not only taking away the freedom from, you're taking away the freedom of everyone when you do that in order to save one child's life. I agree with you that you should give up your freedom in order to save that child's life if you want to. And I think that good people should. However, I think that there's also a room for a man being able to do what he wants on his own property. Well, you could also take it to the next uh, level, and you could just ask them, well, why don't you just support – Would or would you support banning fast food entirely? And if they say yeah. yes to that, <laughs> that's well, another way to answer the question as to whether or not you believe someone should be able to run their own business. Clearly, they don't. Find out the violence that they're willing to use to enforce this thing that they want to do, and then – Find out, you know, point out to them that some of the people that this violence gets used against are going to be parents of other children who will who will be impeded in their ability to raise those children. And those children are likely to lead much more troublesome lives, possibly get into trouble themselves. That's a good point. They don't have parents. Right. Are, uh, are they going to be better off in jail? Yeah. yeah. Are they going to be better well, off with, uh, with in that case that, well, you know, some parents, you know, don't teach your kids and they're not responsible. And, you know, but does that mean that? I understand. There you, are parents like that. Yep. And you can just Lord point statistics. I've been of it, but there are indeed parents like that. But does it make sense that because somebody all the way on the other side of the state is doing something wrong with their kids that it infringes on my rights? Well, I mean, it sounds selfish, but I mean, you know, I got to do what's best with my for my kids and my family. I got to worry about myself first. I agree with you. First. However, you've already lost the you portion of this uh, of this conversation because, as far as he's concerned, you are broken from what you said. So now yeah. you have to start putting it in his neighborhood or someone else's neighborhood and show him how he's broken. And um, <laughs> you know, because he's willing to sacrifice the the freedoms of every person on the planet in order to save one fat kid. Um, that's that's what his uh, his, his choice is. <laughs> he's willing he's to take willing the freedom to... away from that fat kid too. He doesn't mind. If you're enslaved, he only cares if you live, and it's essentially the life that you have in the movie The Matrix. You know, you're plugged in, but and, and you're you're living and breathing, but it's mm-hmm. not a real life because you're not free to live it the way you wish. Great points, all. Thank you for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Always good to find points of agreement and then go from there to discover whether or not this person sees the gun in the room and how they feel about it. If they like the gun in the room, move on to another prospect. You're you're probably not going to change their mind. More on the way. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 357? Match. I even got a $5 good guy discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up for the military. Sign what? Huh? This is 
Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are totally free, and those include the wiki with over 1,800 pages Created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. Edit virtually anything that you see. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. Are you facing debt problems with debtcrisissolutions.com? Programs, there are no more payments to creditors. Debtcrisissolutions.com guarantees to protect your bank account, wages, and property from lawsuits. If you're facing a debt crisis, you need to be able to keep your money in order to take care of your family. Call 718-615-0123. 718-615-0123. That's 718-615-0123. DebtCrisisSolutions.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. We'll take your calls if you make them. Otherwise, talk about things interesting to us. And we started out talking about the Obama campaign's claim of change. And it turns out that the changes they're bringing to the United States aren't exactly what the people that voted for them uh, might have thought they were going to be. In fact, it seems like he's doing more of what – seems like he's trying to legalize what Bush did. Like yeah. Bush did everything kind of under the radar illegally, and Obama is trying to make it a fully legal process and just basically change the existing system to where the tyranny that Bush brought about is uh, completely legitimized and in no way – uh, putting them at risk of prosecution, not that Bush is in any risk of prosecution. Right. A, a few of the l- less apologetic conservatives pointed out the concerns they had when all these powers were being instituted through the Patriot Act in response to terrorism. They were saying, look, we may not stay in power forever. Someone else is going to be in power, and they're going to use these things in a way that we don't feel is acceptable. So yep. there are some people who anticipated this this problem. Well, as though they were doing anything acceptable before. They, cert- they certainly weren't. Right. I don't think you're, you're not saying that. Surprise, right. Um, but, surprise, right, I'm surprise. Saying that, I'm saying that conservatives who may have thought that it was okay some of the things Bush was doing were showing concern that uh, – or, or maybe they didn't as well. But, but, um, but you know, the concern is, look, you know, these powers that we're putting in place right now, they're really scary things. It's a lot of power to give to the executive branch of government, and, and there, some liberals are going to be in, in charge someday, and they're going to have these powers – that Bush created. It wasn't enough to stop them, though, that's for sure, because uh, most of the conservatives were cheering it on. Oh, yeah. They could care less about what happens in 2008. So there we have it. Yeah. You know, it's, it, 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 it does seem scary that, uh, that you've got one guy who, makes, who has all the powers that the president has, and every, every four years some new president comes on and strengthens the power of the presidency, mm-hmm. and... It seems, you know, like if I really believed in conspiracies, uh, you know, sort of a, a you know a nationwide conspiracy like this, the fact is people seem to want a, a strong president who does something. They want them to do something. Protect me. And when you look at the college professors and the people that rank the presidents from, uh, you know, highest to lowest, the ten worst presidents in the in America. They were the do-nothing presidents. They were. Generally, you'll 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 see uh, Nixon will uh, will get will uh, end up on the list because well he did bad he he got caught with the Watergate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Often you'll uh, you'll find maybe Carter on the list for being ineffective. Uh, you know he just didn't manage to get a lot of his policies done. And then after that, Ulysses S. Grant, and it's then you know you're completely looking at presidents and that you don't even remember back in the early 1800s and, um, and that some, kind of thing. Somehow 
Abraham Lincoln and FDR don't no. end up on the top of the number one and number two? How, how does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Washington doesn't make the number one slot, uh, Lincoln does. And as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the worst. So. Well, that's just it. Well, that's what you're saying is the historians say one thing and that – they're basically claiming that, uh, well, because they, these presidents did the most, they aggregated the most power, or they did mm-hmm. the, you know, created the most war situations, uh, that they, they are therefore the best presidents. Yep. Whereas our position might be that the presidents that just kind of sat in the Oval Office and enjoyed themselves and really didn't do much of anything would have been the best presidents yep. because they wouldn't have been expanding the, the purview of the state and the intrusiveness of it. And I, I've said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. The fact is, if you were in Rome when Caesar crossed the Rubicon, or Caesar managed to become the, the, the chancellor of the Senate, or whatever it is that, um, you know, when, when Julius Caesar first took power, you didn't realize that the, the, the Republic had ended and that the reign of the Caesars had begun. Yeah, the, they're just the, protecting us. The emperors had taken over. The, you, you had no idea because, you know, they kept the trappings of the Republic for a very long time. What do, How, you, think, what do you think the Americans would have said... Back in, and I'm not saying I want the republic back. I'd rather just dissolve this whole affair. Uh, but what do you think Americans, early uh, North American United States people, would have said back in, you know, the 1800s? Uh, in response to a president, like picking up the newspaper or whatever the hell, however news got around back then, picking up the newspaper and having the president say something like, "It's my job as president, my number one job to protect Americans." Do you think they would have swallowed that one? I mean, would would have Americans from 200 years ago have said, "Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what the president's job is." It, it would. But they be, would have said, "Who that is, is this the guy?" President's job, to some extent, is he's the as no, the commander in chief. He is there to protect. You know, he's the he's the head of the the armed forces, and therefore it is his job to protect America against invasion. However. That that you know that that little phrase has turned into a great deal more. I remember uh, it was Grover Cleveland, I believe, in his letters with Lysander Spooner, um, had said essentially that it doesn't, he didn't feel that it was the role of the federal government to intercede in disasters. So <laughs> the idea of rushing off to Katrina that was a state role or a community role that was not a national role, and he was a Democrat. So the the people does it ever occur to people that. We fought the Revolutionary War against Britain to get our freedom without being a nation yet, like a separate, you know, and that was like we were... Yeah, that you know, wasn't the U.S. Army. Right. We were, we were, you know, and everyone says that's impossible. We can't defend ourselves without central leadership, except yeah. that that's exactly what started what we now call America, that we're so proud best, of and patriotic about. And it's the best example of when uh, force was used, as far as defensive force is concerned, to repel... Uh, a nasty situation. Every other time since, for the most part, the U.S. military has been going out and getting involved yep. in other people's business. Decentralized sort of guerrilla warfare in a defensive, people invading uh, invading our land, I guess you could say, and a lot of the different people's lands, and decentralized, no president, we want it. We, I wasn't there, I shouldn't say we, but they want it, and they defended against the tyranny of Britain at the time. Without a president, and but yep. we are so and we are so they stuck on this notion that we can't that we can't function that way. Why do we now think that? 
it's been decades of indoctrination, and that's why I say that's what I'm trying to say here, Mark. Is there's a, there, there's got to be a difference between the mindset of an American from 200 years ago and today, to where if a president said 200 years ago, it's my job to protect you, they'd have laughed at that. You can't protect me. You're in Washington D.C. How you you can't do any protecting. We've got our guns. We'll take care of ourselves just fine. Whereas today's Americans, like, oh my God, round off all the corners, keep make it so I get out of my car at the fast food restaurants. I need to be told everything that I need to do from sunup up to sundown please help me government i mean the americans have become so uh just so neutered not that i was around back then to really know i'm just speculating here it's i i get the feeling that uh, people are a little more self-sufficient back in the past well, I, I can't imagine how one would believe any you know, would have any concept that it might be otherwise all right we continue tom is in new hampshire you're on free talk live tom you're on the air go ahead uh, yeah, first of all, I want to say I got pulled over Uh-oh. in Manchester today. Uh, the no U-turn sign was across the street on the uh, traffic island on the other side of the intersection instead of right next to me where I would have expected it to be. Mm. Okay, so I made a U-turn. I get pulled over. Clearly, yeah, there are no were... murderers in Manchester or arsonists or rapists to be investigating. I said I had the green arrow, and the cop said, oh, "Yeah, but there was oh." Like the one right over there, or that one. Oh, so uh, license and registration, and asked if that's my current address. I said, uh, "Yeah, it is." I, I was looking for immigration, okay, because I had to bring my wife up there to get hassled and interrogated and robbed. But I, I couldn't say that to the cop. But uh, <laughs> anyway. We're going to get back to your story here in a moment. Hang on, Tom. Uh, Tom pulled over for a U-turn violation, which, by the way, one of our activists out here uh, in the Keene area was given a ticket like that a few years ago. He went in there, basically said, I'm I'm not going to pay this. You know, I don't believe in extortion. And he didn't have to pay it. It was great. So you don't necessarily have to. I hope Tom won't. We'll find out here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. your show and you can bring up whatever you want just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll-free line tonight it's ian with you and dale and mark and you can join us online at freetalklive.com the features we give them away they include the archives those archives are free right there on the front page of the website click download they're yours freetalklive.com and they go back for an entire year and Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Gil Edward or by Gil Edwards of the Termco Life Insurance Agency. Termco is protecting your family against financial loss due to an untimely death. If you call them, 800-685-3314. Call Gil at Termco Life Insurance Agency. 1-800-685-3314. And get yourself protected. All right, so we continue here taking your calls. Tom is still on the line in New Hampshire. Tom, you got pulled over for an illegal U-turn today, and yeah. you're just beginning to get into the story. Go ahead. Uh, the cop asked if that's my current address. I said, yeah, I'm up here. I'm looking for immigration. And uh, then the cop went and ran my license and came back and gave me directions where how to get to immigration. I said, consider yourself fortunate that I'm sympathetic. Okay. <laughs> And didn't write me a ticket. And it dawned on me, you know, was that the same Manchester cop that we met at the Liberty Forum? I don't know. But you met a Manchester cop at the at the Liberty Forum? 
Yeah, what uh, we were, uh, you guys were there in Nashua mm-hmm. at uh, that hotel there, and there was that Manchester cop. I don't know if it was the same one or not, but the next. No, there's a cop. Wanted... There's a. Yeah, I don't know if you're talking about Brad Jardis, the law enforcement against prohibition member. He is not a Manchester cop. Oh, okay. But the other point I wanted to bring up, what I've done, I went to uh, Congressman Ron Paul's congressional website, and I cut and pasted his congressional speeches into a web website, and anybody else can do the same thing. Of course, you just cut and paste these speeches and make complete year sets. Why would you and do what that? You can do, well, if you print those up, see, if people got the funds to print those up into books, then they can preach with that, just like the Mormons do with the Book of Mormon, hand out these copies. And the advantage of that over a book by Ron Paul is that it's small doses, and people won't look at it. Oh, look at the size of this thing. I ain't got time to read this whole thing. It's like getting a magazine, and you see a few articles that interest you, and you read those. See? Thanks for the and call so, tonight, Tom. Appreciate yeah. hearing from you. I don't know if I want to go out and start a church of Ron Paul, uh, but certainly well, he's mean, written some good things over the he's years. He's written some good things. I mean, it, you don't even have to get, put his name on it necessarily. I mean, that's not the intention is to uh, make... You know, well, I think you would want to attribute. I think you would want to attribute his work to yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, well, but you know, did that. He has addressed very. You don't need good. to put a, his picture on every page. Yeah, he's addressed certain specific subjects on the issue of liberty really well. You have to give him credit for that. I mean, in terms of talking about where government has gone horribly wrong on a specific issue or in a, with a specific historical event, he's very good at addressing that in a way that the average person can understand it. I uh, I like Ron Paul. I've enjoyed some of his writing in the past. I have, I have to say, of course, I'm a big fan of uh, the late, great Harry Brown, as our caller referred to him earlier. And if you're looking for some really excellent, liberty-oriented articles that are well-researched and very persuasive, go to Harry Brown's website. It's still online, Harry, uh, harrybrown.org, I believe is what it is. And remember, that's Brown with an E, harrybrown.org. And you can go through topic by topic. He has them all categorized as far as, you know, if you're looking for something about the war on drugs, he's got them. Uh, if you're looking for something about taxes, he's got that. And it's all there, and it's great stuff. So he left us with that, and thank goodness for him. 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls to the Amp Line and Glenn in Massachusetts. You're on the air. Hey, hey, Marky and Dale, how are you tonight? What's happening? Uh, so um, I guess the, the big issue of, the, of today was that um, uh, North Korea said that if the U.S. Uh, keeps on boarding its ships or, or whatnot, that um, it would consider an act of war and, and you know, how it would respond, who knows. And, um, you know, as it pertains to tonight's conversation with uh, government action and protecting you, um, is there any justification that you guys would think of for – Maybe um, trying to disarm a potentially thuggish and hostile nuclear-armed country, or should we just kind of stop boarding their ships and let them do what they're going to do? Mark, do you want to take um, that one? Uh, I've okay. got my answer, but it won't have anything to do with the military. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, I, I really have to say that I think that uh, – you know that North Korea needs to. We need to stay out of the uh, the south the southeastern Asian uh, subcontinent and uh, let those people handle themselves. I think China can probably handle North Korea just fine. I've heard that before too. That if we pulled out of there and just stopped getting getting involved at all, it, the the slack would get taken up. I guarantee it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that anything justifies a coercive authoritarian state, and I don't care what baddies there are out there around the world. 
I face the greatest threat from the people that are in Washington, D.C. and the people in Concord, New Hampshire. I mean, those are the threats uh, and the people in the city of Keene. But uh, those are the greatest threats to my freedom, not some uh, two-bit dictator in some country halfway around the world. And, of course, if there were no U.S. military, not just in that side of the world, but everywhere in 700-plus military bases, over 130 countries, if the U.S. military wasn't doing all of those things, then we probably wouldn't be having anything to talk about as far as, uh, you know, world affairs that could possibly threaten the United States. And if there were some kind of legitimate threat to somebody's assets here, in the United States, in the absence of the U.S. military, then it would be up to each individual or each businessman to decide for themselves what level of protection they need for themselves. And if they need a specific level of protection that has, you know, has to do with surface-to-air missiles for, for their business, then it's up to them to figure out how to get that, uh, that going on. It's not my responsibility to protect their business interests, wherever they are, whether they're here or halfway across the world. What about, like, you know, South Korea as an ally and and uh, and they're, well, they're only uh, allies and, and because of what the government has done. The it's an entangling alliance that we shouldn't be involving ourselves right. with. Uh, look, here's where you, where you need to come um, come at from from this is South. Uh, yeah, absolutely. South Korea is an ally of the United States, and the government. What you're thinking of as the United States is you, and South Korea doesn't give a flying flip about you. Nope. And so and but your tax paying dollars are basically going to subsidize their military. Why are American tax paying dollars subsi- subsidizing South the South Korean military? Uh because they're a uh uh more virtuous, uh freer uh country that um that we support. Oh good. Uh, now the government's legislating morality. Yeah. How does that work generally work? Because we see uh, one no. group of people like a how? Hitler. Not, not, uh, not, not, not does it work. How does it generally go? I mean, how, do, how does that go when the government legislates morality? Uh, I, I, guess, I guess it went well when uh, we, when we uh, stopped Hitler. I understand where you're coming uh, from. We didn't stop Hitler from a moral standpoint. We didn't do it because he's slaughtering Jews. It's a really great place to stand. Holy crap. Wow, he was killing Jews too. But that's where, you know, that's they were surprised when they showed up Nuremberg and Dachau. The soldiers were like, "Holy man, we had no idea." Because they had no idea. Mm-hmm. The German people didn't really know. No, nobody hey, knew. And go back far yeah, enough and it, and we're responsible for Hitler, so we, meaning the U.S. federal government, yeah. and what they did, well, we That's had nothing to do with I it. Still but we make s- as saying "we" yeah. when I'm talking well, about the American okay. government. I do too. We the American is, government before I was born, no less. So. We yeah. is a majority of the American people. And that that's what the the, the we is about. We, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't accept. Yeah, excuses I, I, I for say using that, that it's a it's a mistake when I say it, and I'm glad that Ian catches me and, it's and reminds me to quit doing it. It's collectivist speak that we have been indoctrinated effectively in order to very effectively to speak in those terms, and it's very okay, dangerous because it puts us into the shoes of criminals. It puts us okay, into well, the shoes of people who have harmed others. We are the world. criminals. In the in the in the sense that we didn't do anything to stop it. I wasn't alive. How could I have done anything to stop that? You could get your AK-47 and you go to Washington D.C. and you could stop the crime that's going on right now, soldier. You and I both know (laughs) that that is not going to stop anything. That a path of violence is not going to solve any of these violent problems. If you're dealing with violent thugs like the federal government. 
you are outgunned and outmanned, and you going there and initiating violence is only going to result in you, you perishing and you being and, made to look like and, a madman. And as long as they continue to have their appearance of legitimacy, that's their biggest weapon. When you attack them, that then becomes a justification for them to use yep. yet more violence against you. You're a terrorist. You're a, sure. See, you know, we needed all this security. We, yeah. so there's a madman here. And now you've just enlarged their power because you've increased their legitimacy even more. You played into so, their hand, basically. That's exactly the, what they want us to do is, is to fight them violently. Glenn, your final thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. It's, 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 that's right. But sometimes I do wonder, you know, there could be some really awful, uh, terrible powers, even worse than the U.S. government out there. <laughs> Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that, uh, but you're talking about a difference in degrees, and I thank you for the call here. And it's not a justification to enact violence to aggress against your neighbors. Just because there's some bad guy out there somewhere doesn't mean you get to steal from people. But that's what's going on. Hour number two is coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here. And Dale. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features free. So enjoy those, freetalklive.com. We continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. We'll go to Matt in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hello, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was watching MSNBC a few minutes ago, and I was just wondering what you know about the Employee Free Choice Act. I have not heard about this. Is this is the one uh, that, that uh, would require, would not allow a uh, secret ballot. Uh, oh, this is the union, union thing. Yeah, this is it. So this is the one where, can, yeah, can you explain yeah. that a little better? Well, um, uh, well. I, I really know absolutely nothing about it, but it has to do with the union, so you can go ahead and explain it. I was calling to ask. No problem. It's uh, my my understanding, and and like I haven't studied this one. Um, there are lots of tyrannical bills out there, and uh, on a federal level, as far as I'm concerned, they all stink, and um, so I don't you know pour over this stuff. But basically, it would remove the secret ballot provision for businesses um, that have that had voted for unions or something like that. Basically, uni- no longer would you be able to vote um, as a member of a union in a secret ballot. Okay. I think that clears up my question, then. 
Is okay. that all it is? Because I've also heard uh, somebody, t- I don't know, it's so hard. Like you said, Mark, it's hard to keep track of what does what out there, what bills, you know, what new tyranny they're all going to enact upon us. But isn't there something about employees getting a guaranteed week off for all companies that have over 100 employees? That sounds like something they would put in a Employee Freedom Act, right? Where if you've got over 100 employees at your company, you'll be mandated to give every single new employee, every employee there, a, a paid week of vacation every Could single be. year. So you have yeah. the freedom to get paid without having to work for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do think much. I recall um, this being discussed on the, the Neil Borch show, so yeah, maybe. All right, so does that uh, help uh, clear it up for you? Yeah, I guess that's uh, just MSNBC-style kind of propaganda. Well, I don't know if it's propaganda. It's just, uh, what are you referring to as propaganda? I'm sorry, what you, what you saw on TV? Yeah, just the, the act. Congress. Well, well, the act itself isn't propaganda. There's likely propaganda that is surrounding the act, various different websites yeah. and uh, and media efforts and, and things like that. Exactly. Uh, but the the, the, yeah. the legislation itself is just words on paper. Although technically words on paper can be propaganda, it's not really being posted because it's not persuasive. Propaganda, I think, has to be persuasive to you know the, an emotional uh, context, basically. And no legislation I've ever seen is an emotionally persuasive way. It's all yeah. very difficult to read. Thanks for the call tonight, cool. Matt. I appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, I was wondering if you – well, I heard a little bit about your views about the geopolitical crisis in uh, uh, North Korea right now. But uh, I think that that is really a a topic for concern at the moment. I had heard that the uh, B-52s had left this afternoon – uh, Hawaii to go to Japan with nuclear weapons, and it just sort of escalates the uh, uh, the situation right now, especially with the very poor status of the American army, and you know those treaties and agreements that were made 50, 60, 65 years ago that really, uh, I think, you know, have outlived their usefulness, and uh, just sort of. Uh, you know, quite a disaster, but also the news about the Obama gay cover up in the Globe coming out this week uh, regarding uh, uh, Obama's uh, bisexuality and uh, what Michelle was attempting to do to Larry Sinclair with his book coming out on Obama. Uh, I Obama's, think uh, Obama's bi? I didn't know that. That's news to me. Yeah, I think it's interesting that this this story came out in the Globe about a week after the uh, meeting with. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu regarding the uh, uh, roadmap and uh, the belief that you know Jerusalem should be uh, uh, is actually up for discussion. It isn't you know just going to be you know for Israel as Netanyahu wants it to. I be. have no idea what you're talking about. Different things. So what I find intriguing about it is that right now I can't help but think the world leaders are laughing at the United States. No, why right be- now? Why? Well, I mean, I, I think actually it's a good. It's sort of good talk, but no action. And what kind of action are you looking experience. for? That's you... basically it. I, I, I cannot imagine the demoralized geopolitical tickle for the U.S. to be in now with regard to the Korean event, what's going on in Pakistan, the U.S. covertly bombing uh, uh, the Pakistani civilians, the disaster in Afghanistan, and the so current you're saying status that, of Iraq. Let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying. Cause you're, it seems like 
It's a little hard to follow you tonight, Frank. You're saying that uh, the things that Obama has been doing on an international level have basically been even more of a joke than George Bush? Is that what you're saying? Or well, as no, bad I'm not as? saying that at all. I think that you're reading into that. What are you saying? then? Cause I'm, I'm just saying that right time. now we have political war crisis on four fronts. And we have a fairly demoralized and a very small army. And we're virtually bankrupt, as Obama said last Sunday on his uh, interview with the uh, uh, Washington press corps. He did say that. Okay. We're bankrupt. We have no money. They've when been asked, bankrupt, you know, though. What will this yeah. cost? How's that news? Yeah. Right now, but but that's true. But Obama sort of took over a bankrupt country, and some might might argue that the country has been bankrupt for decades. Well, see, yes. I would say the president, by making that statement, would call a crisis of confidence regarding the holders of American bonds, T bills. American securities, American securities in the corporate well, area. Regarding anyone in the financial world things, that didn't realize the U.S. Have, was bankrupt? I just have this ominous feeling that, uh, you know, this is really it for this country. Thank and goodness. I can't have, wait. What is taking who, them so long? Pardon me? I say, what is taking them so long? I'm very much looking forward to uh, the end of this country. I think well, having, I think a, having that... the President of the United States finally say it <laughs> might, have a, might be a very good Mm-hmm. might be very good to actually wake people up and go, wow, that's kind of, like, people have been saying it for ages, but we're all called extremists and yeah. and fringe and all this stuff, and hear the president say it, and of course that won't validate anyone. It'll just, you know. No, and, and what's but, interesting, it, too, is what is going to happen with the government owning 73% of General Motors when the government can't even manage its own uh Let's say government accounting office. They'll keep pouring money in. Yeah, forever. Let's talk about the different departments. I mean, it's a sheer disaster. It's a good question, yes. and you're they'll right con- about that. They'll continue making uh, the green cars as long as green car, as long as the Democrats are in, and that's the popular thing to make. Mm. And, uh, and they'll make they'll, SUVs. They'll sell them at a loss, and they'll be crappy vehicles, and it'll there'll be a, a lot of requirements for the American people to pay for repairs of government, uh, you know, yeah. cars made by government motors. It, it's going to be a disaster, and that's that's that. See, yeah. Here's what I'm wondering. Will the employees, since since the uh, uh, GM has been allowed to violate the labor agreements and the contracts with the American uh, United Auto Workers and the other unions regarding the manufacturing of parts and components, will that mean that everyone now that is hired to work at General Motors will be a government civil servant with, with uh, extended vacations, huge pension benefits, Sure, it'll possible. go in that Health direction. Yeah, picked why up not? by Uncle Sam. It'll go why in not? that direction. Again, too, I have to be honest. I, I just can't imagine a government-made car that would be worth anything but just a, you know, sort of like a Keynesian disaster. It's ridiculous. It is going to be a disaster. You're absolutely right. I mean, you can see it all happening already, how disastrous disastrous it has been, where the Chrysler and uh, GM have both basically taken the billions of taxpayer dollars, flushed them down the drain, and now they're back for more. This time they're ready to go bankrupt. And as you yeah. say, 70% of GM is going to be handed over to the government. Uh, and, of course, the government's claiming, oh, we're just going to take this for a little while, and we're going to sell it to somebody else but of course they've been putting their own guys on the board of directors <laughs> yeah. and it's and just it a mess it won't they won't connect the dots either because again this is one of those this is the broken window fallacy problem is that they they see the the benefits of like they see all these people that aren't out of out of a job but they aren't seeing the the harm that the taxation to support all that is causing because right. it's so distributed everywhere you can't see what would happen it's and not thanks obvious. frank for the call tonight you can't see what would happen 
if they'd been allowed to go out of business and auction off their assets to the highest bidder and those assets were taken by somebody who actually has some vision and somebody who's ready to, to innovate and try something new in the automotive field. We don't get to see that happen. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away. So enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. Over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about from fun times to serious issues. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. If you like what we talk about here on Free Talk Live, you should like SACL CAI and Jason Osborne, uh, who's the principal over there at SACL CAI. They are the main sponsor of the show. They do collections, early out billing. They purchase charged-off receivables. They handle all of your accounts receivable needs at SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's at the upper right-hand corner of the page, SACL CAI. Yes, indeed. Let's continue with your phone calls. Bill in Oklahoma, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Just great. What's on your mind? Uh, I don't know if this is part of your show prep already, but I thought it was worth noting. Um, I read over at uh, LouRockwell.com that uh, one of our finest state troopers uh, decided to uh, physically assault an EMS worker while they were in transit to delivering a patient to the hospital. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, Mark, you were playing the video before the show. I didn't get a chance to get around to take a look at it. What did you see there? Well, he was choking. They were they were choking the guy, and it was very odd. They choked the EMT. Yeah, the the cops did more and, than one they, cop. But they left him alone. They 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 placed him under arrest, choked him like they were going to put cuffs on him, and then they they didn't away. arrest him. Yeah, then they're like, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself kind of thing, and then walk away. It doesn't make any sense. And he had a patient in the in the ambulance at the time, right? Correct. He was taking someone to the hospital with his lights on at that, at that yes, moment? Yes, um, but they didn't. But he didn't give uh, right-of-way to the police officers, the highway patrol, and um, because there was a car to his right and he couldn't pull over... So the cops are going to some other place? Yeah, they're you know going after somebody. You know, they, they were saving the universe, uh, as you know. Yeah, um, the from aliens. someone who was speeding right, or something. Something right? like that. They took care of whatever business that was. Saw some guy throw a bag of pot out his window. They managed after, yeah. to come back to the uh, the the ambulance, and then they proceeded to you know just. So wait, they 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 blew by him, went and did their business with somebody else, and then found the same ambulance guy again. Yes, ambulance guys. But well, what they ended up doing is they ended up uh, almost uh, wrecking into the family member's car just to get uh, to get the ambulance to stop. They uh, basically couldn't get the the, the EMT's um, uh, attention uh, quick enough for whatever reason, and they ended up uh, one of the I guess the the the, the first responding uh, uh, trooper used his car to kind of clip uh, in front of the uh, of one of the uh, a family member's cars, uh, and at which time when that car stopped, then the EMTs uh, slowed down, noticed that something was going on, and then he pulled to the right. So what, what the family, where was the family member's car in relation to the ambulance? Uh, since it isn't in the video, I, I am going to assume it was either on its left or it could have been the one on the right. I don't know. I, no, nobody knows. Would seem that uh, you'd be behind the ambulance. That the ambulance would be the uh, the one forging the path to the hospital. They've got the lights. 
very, uh, very unusual right. situation. I mean, th- th- those uh, th- those state troopers must have really been getting off on being able to run a car off the road. Basically, that's got to be really exciting for them. You know, that, the adrenaline yeah, rush thing. You can imagine what it what it takes to get uh, ambulance drivers to pull over. I I would imagine yeah. that they pretty much you pretty much do have to just force them off the road. So the ambulance driver, hold on. I'm sorry, I guess they I'm still trying to get have this. some notion stuck in their head that what they're doing is really important. And they yeah, should be able to go like it's an yeah, emergency. Saving lives yeah, they have everything. to get to the hospital. Uh, well, okay, but let me see if I got this clear. So they they pulled around the uh, the ambulance. They went on. The ambulance pulled over at that moment and waited for them to come back. Uh, that I don't. I don't know that aspect. I How did they is, find the ambulance when they came back? I don't. I guess that's what they I probably not stayed wherever they were and then caught they, the, caught them as they went past. Yeah. Well, ah. what I was thinking was one was already uh, pursuing the uh, assailant, and then that one just flew by while the other one was jerking around with the EMS. I don't know. Okay. Usually, usually. Uh, with with state troopers, if there's a pursuit in in uh, in question, there's usually more than one police car involved. So there's usually like uh, two cars at least uh, in pursuit, um, and they do that because when they pull they when they pull over the suspect and they ask the suspect to get out of the car, there's a good chance that if it's somebody who's wanted and doesn't want to get picked up for an unspending warrant, then shots are fired and. Of course, you need to have. Well, they say they need backup uh, to prevent the loss of life. But so uh, they didn't arrest the EMTs. The EMTs were choked. Is the police department investigating? Yes. And they're they on paid leave. Ch- they may be bring charges against the uh, ambulance the, driver. The still. ambulance driver. Well, the, it clearly right. wasn't the police officer. Have you ever seen a police officer do anything wrong? That's a good point. I mean, it's whenever they choke somebody, it's totally they are legal. The law. That's a legal chokehold right there. Yep. As long as it's a chokehold, the cops given someone. Well, supposedly, the ambulance driver assaulted the cops off camera. Was the uh, oh, is that right? Was the, it, well, the the idea? Well, the way we define right and wrong in this society is what's written down on paper as laws, and what's you know people having badges. If you Apparently. have a badge or a black robe, then you're right. Everything you do is obviously. Right. Well, obviously. even even if even it's, killing, it's rare. It's rare that they follow the crap that's written down. No. If it uh, if it in any way uh, co- doesn't coincide with what they're doing. Hey, it Bill, with what they're doing. It's it, well, that's not the way we interpret it. Bill, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. Any thoughts, uh, Elsa, on that, that you wanted to share? Um, not uh, on that particular topic, but I did want to share a little uh, uh, a thought that ran into my mind while I was on hold. Uh, you were talking to, or you were commenting about uh, the so-called change, and I fondly remember growing up, and maybe most of you guys have too. Uh, maybe watched a, a few cartoons in your day as a little kid, and I remember watching. Saturday night cartoons, and they always had special messages at the end of the cartoons, you know, whether it was uh, don't talk to strangers mm-hmm. uh, or, or something along those lines. And, then, of course, they would have little political uh, you know, notations like, you know, say no to communism or, you know, if mm. uh, you, what you see is unfair and unjust, speak out against it. And I just kind of find it funny that we spent 20-some-odd years telling other countries that they should adopt our way of, of, uh, of living uh, as far as uh, how our government's set up, uh, now now all of a sudden we're adopting to theirs. It's just it's ridiculous. Well said, sir. Thank you for the call tonight, Bill. And speaking of that, kind of leads me into something I had for a little bit of show prep, which is actually uh, relatively popular. Got sent this by a number of people. And that is that if we're talking about how the U.S. is adopting the ideas of other countries around the world, I mean, the, the U.S. used to be a place where people would go to because they wanted to seek freedom. 
used to be a place where it was not so much these days, but in the past was a beacon on a, on a hill, essentially shouting out to the world, hey, if you want more freedom, come here. It wasn't perfectly free. It had its share of problems. But it was sure, uh, in many ways, more free than it is today. Uh, there, there was not the percentage of people that we have today locked up behind bars for completely victimless, victimless crimes, as one example. But just on the list of things that the U.S. government is looking at doing that will make, uh, make this country more like other countries around the world would be a sales tax. A U.S. sales tax. The story is from the Washington Post. With budget deficits soaring and President Obama pushing a trillion-dollar-plus expansion of health coverage, some Washington policymakers are taking a fresh look at a money-making idea. Long considered politically taboo, national sales tax. A commonly uh, around the world, inclu- a common around the world, including in Europe, such a tax called a value-added tax, or VAT, has not been seriously considered in the United States. Until now. 800-259-9231. Now, you may not know what a VAT is. We'll explain here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining tonight, uh, joining you tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Features including the chat rooms. We've got some uh, brand new chat rooms. Uh, actually, one is public. The other one is for amplifiers only. You can get to the public one by going to chat.freetalklive.com. Com. And Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for a free audiobook. So the story is that the U.S. federal government is desperate for cash. And they're looking to a sales tax as the solution. Put your hand on your wallet, quick. Common around the world, the value-added tax. And as you pointed out during the break, Dale, uh, that's not exactly a very true statement, is it? Sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah, value-added value tax. How would a tax ever add value to anything? Well, that aside, uh, it's not ever been seriously considered in the United States until now. Advocates say few other options can generate the kind of money that the nation will need to avert fiscal calamity. It's going to generate money. See, the value-added tax is going to make money out of thin air. Well, that's the Federal Reserve's job. I guess generate's not the right term. They mean bring more money into the federal government. But will it really? Because what they don't seem to either understand or admit to is that there's only so much going on out there as far as economic activity is concerned. And the more you tax it, the less likely people are going to be to spend. The more... uh, 
It's almost like overfishing a lake or something. Yeah. You know, you think of the free economy as the portion that produces, and then the government goes in and, and takes from it. But every time you take from it, those are, you know, it's the lake that has fish in it. The fish reproduce. The more fish in there, the more they can reproduce. You take too much, then uh, then you stifle your production. Absolutely and true. I mean, that's it's it's a great analogy. It's actually happened historically too, when they've done uh, they've actually had higher revenue come from at times when they've lowered taxes. Lower taxes. They've right. had uh, no increase in revenue from times when they've raised taxes or nowhere near proportionate to the amount they raised taxes. Just happened and, in Maryland. You know, um, last year in Maryland, they had X number of uh, dollars come in. They put a new uh, tax on millionaires, and I guess this year, the, mm. the you know the, the the first three months or whatever, they've uh, they've collected less money than they did huh. the year pre- preceding because. Uh, you know, I, I assume either a there are a few millionaires, fewer millionaires because uh, there's a downturn in the economy. And I don't really understand this term millionaires. How do you tax somebody for the amount of money they have? I would assume it's people that make over a million dollars <laughs> per a year. year. Um, Likely that, but, but they do they that probably, though. They probably heard it and moved it to Virginia. I, I, my friend was telling me there. I don't know if this is still the case. It was a couple of years ago that Sweden has a one percent tax on your assets. So you, they will bleed you away if you don't continually produce. They will bleed away all of your assets at 1% wow. at a time. And, uh, yeah, I think there's a combination of factors that cause that 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 uh, effect of uh, taxing more and getting less income from it and, and slowly destroying the GDP. And I think it's things like uh, – I, I think people, you know – uh, there, there's the there's the money taken out of the economy directly. That that has a direct impact because all of a sudden this company who had money to spend uh, to support some other company, maybe the people who, who wash their windows, they can't they can only hire people to wash their windows every other week now. And they, yeah. Or they just yep. try to do it themselves. So the window washing company might go out of business or lose employees, and then unemployment goes up. That's very indirect. All of it's very indirect. You don't know who was hurt by the tax. But there's that stuff. Money comes straight out of the economy that would have gone into something else, and it hurt somewhere else. So back then, to the scene and the unseen Now, the again. window company isn't paying taxes, right? The, right. They were on the income they were making because they've been hurt economically and, and so, no one makes this connection and there's so there's all kinds of fallout and you're right it's 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 very difficult to take a look at that and, and actually come to understand all of the different areas that this tax has harmed people in but one thing that you can definitely look at is you can re i think you can just look at your own personal life and try to imagine i i don't imagine many of our listeners are millionaires or in that they're making a million dollars a year but just try to imagine that you are and try to imagine that, you know, let's say you're running a business or something like that and that, uh, you, you know, you're doing pretty well for yourself. You're getting your employees paid. You're getting, uh, you know, the bills paid and you're managing to pull in over a million dollars every single year. You give some of it to charity. You give whatever you do with your money. Life is good. Then all of a sudden the government comes in and says, yeah, we're going to start taxing you 50 percent instead of 25 percent. Or and I don't know what the actual numbers are here. Right. We're just playing with some numbers. 50% is what you're going to pay now. So instead of making a million dollars a year, you're only going to take home $500,000 a year. So what you do is you look at your business and you say, well, and unless you're somebody that really loves government and really feels great about being taxed, I mean, unless, you, unless you're saying to yourself, yeah, man, I couldn't, I was just been waiting my whole life to have you take 50% of my income. Why didn't you do this sooner? Now I can get since, better government services. Right. <laughs> since most people that I know at least don't have that particular perspective on life, what they might do is they might decide, hmm, well, I'm putting in 60-hour work weeks. Because usually when you get ahead in life, it's because you're doing more than the average, right? Yeah. So you're, and and, and not, I'm not saying that working harder means you're going to get more money. But when you're running your own business, 
you're doing a lot of stuff yourself, especially in the very beginning. And, and just generally, if you want to maximize your, uh, your profits, you're doing a lot yourself. Plus, it's hard to find good help. So you look at your business and you say, well, man, I'm working 60 hours a week and I uh, was making a million dollars a year as a result of it. Now I'm going to make, you know, half of that amount uh, or I, I guess maybe they were making 750000 Now they're going to make 500000 whatever. I'm making significantly less after this new tax. So why don't I just do 40 hours a week and uh, make $700,000 a year, get underneath that threshold to where they'll only tax me 25%, then I'll take home around $500,000 and I'll be I'll have done less work. I won't have to pay it as much in taxes. It absolutely happens. It absolutely it, I mean I'm the example. I'm the prime example. I didn't I'm not I was no millionaire, but I was uh, you know, a software developer and we make good money. And I, I just gave it up. I said, I'm just fed up with it. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of, of busting my ass uh, doing something I don't particularly enjoy because it pays really well, only to have the government take half of it. That's mm-hmm. an understatement, so by the way. they were taking half from you. Well, I don't know. Uh, not, no, I'm not saying just income tax. You know, yeah, all knows, over. But, 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 if, but, yeah, pretty close to, like, you know, pretty big chunk. And that and all the other hidden taxes and everything, at, at some point you say, well... If I can get by on a whole lot less money, mm-hmm. I can just have a much happier life. I mean, I don't want to bust my ass just to hand it all over right. to something that I think is harmful. Not not just that's wasteful. Being calling the government wasteful, I think, is being too kind. You know, I think it's it's actually they're using that money and doing harmful things. Absolutely. And uh, you know, the warmongering. I think the welfare state creates more poverty and keeps people in poverty. I think it's actually doing really harmful things and. And so I think there are, really are a lot of people out there that at some point you just get fed up and you say, I'm just not going to bust my behind anymore for this. Right. And, but you made a kind of a real drastic change. You changed from one career into just kind of a whole new life for yeah. yourself. I'm talking about somebody that's doing X and wants to continue doing X. Let's say they're happy with what they're doing, but now they're getting taxed twice as much as they've been taxed in the past. So even if they're happy with what they're doing, they may not be so happy having to work as hard for less. So they'll work less hard and maybe make as much or close to as much as what they used to make, and that way less will happen in the economy, less people will get paid as a result of that, less business will be uh, be done as a result of that, and all of those consequences you're talking about down the chain will, will happen there. And so you take that out and you multiply it out times every other producer out there, everybody else who's in the marketplace providing a product or service, a lot of those guys are just going to kick back and say, you know, I could be playing golf. Well, and that has a ripple effect. It happens in all kinds of economies around the world. It has happened, but it has a ripple effect because, again, you know, you, you decide I'm only going to hire the window washers every other week. Yep. Now the window washing company now has less money. Maybe they have to lay people off. And then the window washing company, whoever, the you know, the company they bought their cleaning supplies from, they're not buying as much anymore. And then the government so goes and raises taxes. Them. And then they'll raise taxes again. If they yeah, oh, we don't have enough expected. money now. We're not making as much money as we thought we were, so we raise taxes some more. And they just keep putting people between a rock and a hard place. Well, these VAT taxes are end-user taxes, like all taxes are, end-user taxes. We didn't even talk about what they are. The consumer has to pay them. So therefore, since Americans, by and large, spend their entire paycheck... The prices are going to go up on everything because, well, now it costs more because there's a, an additional tax. Let's come back so and have less it. stuff to buy. Yeah, let's talk about it because we didn't even talk about that in the last segment. Stuff. We'll get to that. Uh, what's it mean? What's its, uh, what is a VAT tax? It's Free Talk Live. Show's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Talking about uh, tonight how the U.S. government people are starting to look at a new idea, at least for the United States, uh, as far as collecting taxes from people are concerned. The VAT tax, the so-called value-added tax, which, as Dale pointed out, that's an absolute joke of a name, but nonetheless, that's what it's called, and that's what they're considering. We're going to get back into that. We'll tell you what a VAT is here in a moment, uh, but first, want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Invite you to become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board with the program, expose new people to the ideas of freedom and of course the those amp dollars allow us to reach out to other stations uh, that aren't carrying the show and and bring them on board which is a long painstaking process but it does eventually pay off uh today when it rains it pours i got two brand new affiliates for the show signed on today you can't i can't announce them right i cannot announce them well yeah i probably can't uh, you know i don't ever want to jinx the affiliates but i can say that one of them's going to be a brand new weeknight affiliate weeknight Huge. And I can say that one of them is going to be a brand. They're both FM affiliates, which is cool, you know, because I like FM. It's hip. Uh, and so the other one's going to be a Saturday night affiliate on the number one talk station in that particular market, which happens to be a market we've actually used to be in. Now, you might be able to figure it out based on that. If you've been paying attention you'd for really a long time. Yeah, you'd, you'd really have to know something about it. You'd really have to know our affiliate list. Uh, but yeah, so, and we're going to the Talkers New Media Seminar next weekend. Dale and Gardner are going to be filling in next Friday night. And then Gardner and Julia will be filling in next Saturday night. So we will continue bringing you live content as. Uh, we're on vacation. Well, it's not really vacation. I guess it's we're going to be working. I don't want to make it sound like it's a it's a vacation where we're, we're vacating the studio. Yes, we will no longer be in the studio. We'll be in New York City at the Talkers New Media Seminar. I'll be giving a, a brief speech. I'll be introducing the editor of Talkers Magazine during the Internet panel, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. I mean, wow, that's an amazing honor uh, for for somebody like me in the position that we're in. Little old Free Talk Live. Uh, we've been given the opportunity, or I've been given the opportunity to speak this year. Maybe, Mark, someday you'll get uh, you'll get up there. I don't really want to speak during those things. I just want to participate in the Talk Radio Rumble. Yeah, oh, man, that would I, be a lot of fun. Why can't you describe that, Mark? <laughs> talk Radio Rumble is uh, usually eight talk show hosts, four from the right and four from the left. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, in 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 the uh, the green corner, uh, you'll have uh, the, the the folks you know fighting it, thrashing it out over public policy, and and I think right. they spend about a minute and a half or two minutes on different. Uh, the, the whole thing lasts maybe forty five minutes, and they'll the the moderator oh, will toss out uh, to toss out different things, and then ask a specific talk show host, and somebody will jump in and you know rip him one, and it just goes back and forth. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun uh, to to watch that happen, and and some some talk show hosts are more entertaining than others. Like Lionel, he just tears them up. Yeah, up, up Lionel's there. very funny. My uh, man cow gets right on the mic and talks into it like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right, so yeah, we're going there, and we're going there because of the amplifier. So that's one of the the many things that we do with the amplifier money that's coming in is free talk live. Being at this convention, all of the the who's who of talk radio are in attendance, and them seeing us there makes us part of the who's who, and it makes us more likely uh, to pick up brand new affiliates and things like that. So thank you to all of the Free Talk Live amplifiers who have supported this show. If you've been on for years, thank you so much. If you've been on for th- you know three weeks, thank you. It's all because of you. 
amp.freetalklive.com is where you can go to become an amplifier. You get perks, too. So, the value-added tax. Rather than trying to explain it ourselves, because we've never had to deal with one in this country, let's go to the U.K., where Gavin is on the line. And, Gavin, I'm, I'm not sure uh, why you were calling, but you are in the U.K., and I believe you have a value-added tax, so call over there. Is that true? Yeah, it's a scam. How's that work? How does what's what is it? Explain to the Americans that have no idea what a value-added tax is. Right. Well, it, to to be completely fair, um, VAT doesn't apply to food or baby food or um, you know baby clothes or children's clothes that sort of thing. But uh, you know, it's important that you need to go out to work, isn't it? You, you one would think, but you have to pay VAT on your petrol, for example, on your uh, your fuel, as you call it over there. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's it's a great big scam. I mean, if if you know, VAT is nothing but a backdoor tax, and uh, if anything, you should just if you're going to have taxation, it needs to be completely honest and uh, at least on your income so that everybody can, well, hopefully be irate uh, about the amount of tax they pay. But everything you, everything you buy, apart from certain things, uh, you, you, you pay VAT on. It, but you don't uh, see it, do you? As a consumer, it doesn't show on a receipt that uh, there's a tax there. Well, in, in some countries in Europe, it does. For, really? Uh, I, believe in, I believe in France, they, they do have... Um, uh, the, the the price of the good and then the VAT added and then the total. Hmm. But it certainly in the in the UK you don't have that uh, as such. It, it's 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 the, uh, when you when you go around the shop, you will see the prices including VAT. Right. And um, so when you actually go to pay at the till at the uh, at the checkout, you are not um, you know it doesn't it doesn't come as so much of a shock. And that's that's what government tends to do. It, it uh, uh, well, certainly in this country. <laughs> that's what they did with it, the income tax as well. It used to be you paid, actually wrote a check to the government for your income taxes, and they eventually started just deducting it from everyone's pay. So it well, just sort of became natural that that was just that was already gone when you saw your check. So it didn't bother you so much. Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing. I mean, I've I've heard uh, Mark say in the past that. Uh, you know, perhaps you need to have, um, you know, uh, reduce the bureaucracy, have have the money taken direct out of your your account, uh, out of your paycheck, if you like. Um, but I don't think, I and mean, that's what happens here. It's called pay as you earn. Um, but it, it's it's not the best thing. You you need to be able to write the check to the government because that way you have the ability, you have the freedom to say, you know, uh, back off. Uh, I, I don't want to pay you either all of it or a certain proportion of it. You, know, you have the freedom to rebel against your own government. Um, so uh, I, I, I disagree with Mark in that respect. I don't know. I've, 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 I've uh, said the withholding tax is one of the, the worst things facing Americans right now, so I, I, I don't know exactly where, what you got that from. I've, I think the withholding tax is terrible. I think there's, you also get the sense of the harm that it does. You know, it's one thing that a lot of people have a difficulty understanding that taxes do harm. And the way I try to get them to wrap their head around it is to look back in, in their life at any time they were having financial difficulties. Let's say they were having trouble paying their rent one month or they need to get their car fixed so they could go to work every day. But they didn't quite have enough money to get their car fixed. And they were thinking, well, do I have to borrow money or something like that? And add up, like, look at any one of those cases and ask yourself, would you have been in that predicament if you hadn't ever? 
never paid any taxes. And then well, you start to realize, you know, you realize how much economic harm it does. And you realize, like, wow, I, this actually is a huge difference in my lifestyle. That, I, you know, you start to think about what you're giving up, supposedly in exchange for these government services. Like I said, I think government does harm. It, it, it's not just wasteful. But think of yeah. what you're actually giving up and the harm that you're actually being, that's actually being done so that you can pay your taxes. Yeah, yeah. But, but you should have the freedom to withhold some of your taxes and under a PAY system, uh, uh, the pay-as-you-earn system, having it automatically deducted by a bunch of bureaucrats in your national, uh, through your national bureaucracy, or indeed VAT when you go mm -hmm. and pay for a, a, a product, um, it, you, you, you are, I mean, VAT is better than <laughs> having uh, money deducted from your, uh, your, 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 your pay, but yeah, I, I suppose it is because then at least you, you could use the black market. Like if if you were well, just yeah. if you if you got to take your whole paycheck home and you just had to pay a VAT tax on products you bought at the store, you could try to find products outside of the legal channels and you could avoid taxation entirely that way. So I agree with you there, Gavin. Any other thoughts for us tonight? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I mean, can I just say that I, I've joined the Free State Project. I've oh, congratulations! Up. Yeah, uh, I heard that. Thank you. A couple of weeks ago, and uh, I've uh, this evening become an amplifier. So, uh, oh, excellent, which is which is lovely. Um, but what I would say, I, I find it uh, one of the things that I, I I find really interesting is when international callers phone your show um, that there are certain words that are not acceptable um, under your uh, broadcasting. Yes, the pesky FCC uh, gets in the way and threatens to take the licenses that they have given away uh, uh, from the stations that we are on should certain naughty words uh, go out over their airwaves and get complained about. That's right. I mean, use the word. Can I use the C word? C-R-A? <laughs> C-R-A-P? Crap? Sure, crap. you can say crap. Yep. Yeah. But well, you can't I mean, talk about is... doing that in uh, someone's orifices or something like that. You can't get too de uh, descriptively uh, detailed as to sexual excretory functions and, th and things like that. Uh, I, I might have even gotten too detailed there. Thank you for the call tonight, Gavin. 800-259-9231. They, they don't actually have any lines drawn. So no, you that's don't, the, no. really, the sad part about it. More coming up. Thursday, gold prices jumped over 1% on a weaker dollar as stocks rose despite housing and oil worries. Gold last traded up $11.80 to $960.10. Silver rose $0.40 cents to $15.15 an ounce. Inflation concerns stirred buying into the yellow metal after U.S. crude prices rose above $64 a barrel. Heightened military alert over a nuclear test by North Korea boosted the safe haven appeal in gold, reports Reuters. Recession, inflation, market volatility, what do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable. Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800-630-1496 today. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You know, we still, I don't think, ever really did define what a value-added tax was. So before we get back into the calls, it's my understanding that a value-added tax is essentially, we did talk about how it's concealed, but we didn't say how. So at the manufacturing and the wholesaling levels and uh, every level of production, basically, prior to the consumer level of actually buying the product, at every production level... Where they add value to the the product. To the product. Right. So you take steel and, uh, you know, you... uh, dig it out of the ground, and then you truck it to a uh, steel smelting place. The the people that dug it out of the ground, the mining company, they have pay to add, tax. They, they pay tax on that uh, steel. The, uh, the smelting place turns it into ingots or big sheets of steel or whatever they turn it into, and so they pay they you know then they sell it to an auto manufacturer they pay value on that uh, on that steel there's there's a tax there's a value added tax on that because they've added value to it then the auto manufacturer turns it into a car and there's now uh, you know a tax on it then the uh, you know the, the auto dealer then is selling the car so there's all those levels of tax on that car Exactly. And instead of a sales tax, which comes on top, uh, you know, you you see the price at 99 cents, you walk up to the uh, oh, counter. Oh, you'll still have that. You pay, likely you will. That'll be a state sales tax. However, yeah. you, there won't be a federal sales tax. It'll be This will be a value-added tax, which right. is hidden in that 99 cents. So instead of, um, likely with, uh, you know, Coke, there's probably be a couple of levels of it. That, what, value-added tax of, say, 10%? Is that 10% like, is on the 10%, table. 10%. So you'll likely Up to pay, 14. They'll probably be maybe... Um, you know, maybe the water company that sells the carbonated water to, to Coca-Cola or the uh, you know the corn syrup company. So mm-hmm. probably one level, and then Coca-Cola's level of value add. So there's two, will they two, all pay ten percent? So it's levels. ten and ten and ten. Yeah, let, just pretend on um, a dollar that that's going to be actually ten cents um, each time. It's not, but it's not whatever. Um, <laughs> and then your tax. So your ninety nine cents of uh, of Coca Cola will then cost you a dollar twenty, and then you'll pay the tax, uh, the sales tax on top of that, which will then be you know one twenty, one thirty, uh, and that's how it'll affect you. So you'll pay, yeah, you'll pay sales tax on the value added tax as well. Yes, yes, nice. you will. Nice. Uh, you know, the proposals here uh, are pretty scary, and just the, the maddening way they write about this is, uh, is outrageous. We'll get back this to it if we get one a of chance. The, one of the things I feel that the uh, the fair tax really fails in doing is that libertarians get out there and they push this fair tax thing, and what it does is it um, it, 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 it scorches people's mind to the idea of a federal sales tax. It makes the idea seem a little bit more okay. Instead of them sticking to the ceiling, now they'll just be outraged or, you know, they've heard it all before. And even talking about this new type of tax, it'll be so much better. It, it you know it it harms uh, you know it harms society in that way is that it just makes it so we're not shocked about the idea of a federal sales tax any longer. Let's go to your phone calls. I want to get back to the way uh, some of the excuses they're making for this value added tax. It's a pretty scary idea. Let's go to ladies first though. Pam is in Wisconsin. Pam, you're on Free Talk Live with the Dale and Mark. Hello there. Hi, this is Pam Johnson calling from Wisconsin. Pam, what's on your mind tonight? Okay, well, I'm a true seeker, biblically speaking, and I have had the pleasure of meeting with Dennis Cassandra and been invited by Ron Paul to different events by both gentlemen. What is and a truth seeker? What is a truth seeker? Yeah, what is a truth seeker? Well, that's someone who has a 
uh, an ability that's divine to come down to the truth. Uh, and it's something that, you know, is a gift from God. What is um, the truth? By the way, <laughs> you're discussing taxes, and we all know about the illegal income tax in this country that never got ratified by the two-thirds majority in the states. And so realistically, we should not be paying taxes on our income. But we are. But also, so have you stopped? Uh, I'm sorry? Have you stopped? I'm not about to make a declaration, yay or nay. Okay? Oh, that's unfortunate. I guess you did give your full name. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but the reality is that you're under the straw man's laws. I'm sure if you know Alex Jones and some of the people I don't, I don't. on this show. But I am familiar with the uh, the straw man theory, and I think it's uh, it's just that, uh, because I can tell you that even if there was some truth to it, it doesn't matter, because when you're in front of the courtroom, uh, in front of a judge, if you try to tell him that, well, that's not my name on that piece of paper, that's in all caps name, and so therefore that's not me, he's going to throw you in a prison cell. Actually, there's a document that's 10 pages long, which is a legal document that you can approach the magistrate with, that they mm-hmm. cannot do that to It's you. a magic document, uh, right? You know what? I love, yeah. I love the theory. I love the idea. I think it's fascinating and fun to play with. Uh, but I would also love to see someone prove that it actually works because I, uh, I've never seen I haven't seen, seen it. any documentation of it actually working, and it's really unfortunate because... You know, there's a lot of people. Well, that... there's a book. There's a book written by Brian Leonard Golightly Marshall. You can find those books on Lulu.com or Amazon.com. And the book is entitled Straw Man Burnus, and that has the documents on there. And also mm-hmm. there's a site on YouTube, Michelle Nye at YouTube. Yeah, isn't that that same uh, that same uh, you, you called before and you gave us that YouTube channel? That woman's totally nuts. Uh, we went there and we read some of the things on her channel. That basically she takes uh, still frame still frames and she puts them up as YouTube videos, just full of rambling, uh, incoherent nonsense. No, you're talking about something. Totally, no, that is not the same channel. Well, I, I found a channel named yeah, Michelle Nye, and that's what was there. Yeah, Michelle Nye has videos, which are each 10 minutes long, because of YouTube's yep. uh, elapsed time requirements. That's right. Recent I was there. Uh, I saw them. Right. They're crazy. Let me finish what I'm saying without interrupting. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the person who has the sites is Brian Leonard Golightly Marshall. And in the Strong's Concordance of the Bible, it tells you the name of Yahweh. When he returns, his last name is Marshall. Yeah. And James Strong's Concordance. I don't know what you're yes, talking about. <laughs> you said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Did you say about. that Strong's Concordance is, it told us that uh, that Jesus' last name was going to be Marshall when he returned? Yeah, yeah when he returns as a judge, I wait. Okay. It's in there, yes. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the Michelle Nye uh, channel now. She does have some more video with actual people in them, so I'll have to go and see how well, crazy those are. Star, would huh? you go to, like, the Star of Bethlehem, then the Lost Books of Nostradamus. There's 13 parts to it. What are you even talking about? I mean, what, <laughs> where have we gone at this point? What do you, you need to focus? Yeah. <laughs> There's only so much we can talk about in a short time. To use free energy, get your car running on water or whatever alternative free energy source. Get your houses running on free power, which you can do, but with reverse magnetic mm-hmm. motors. How are you doing with that? Uh, How's your house coming along? And other methods. Solar what kind of energy, motors? Whatever. Reverse magnetic. The way of bringing the beast system of the oil industry, the oil So wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, the, water, the water power thing all is all over a scam. the place. Hold on a second. Water power for your cars Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pam, Pam, shh, no. shh, slow down. You're saying what? you've got, you're saying, okay, you need to get water power for your car, get the reverse magnetic, whatever, for the house. How are you coming along with that? How's your house powered? I will be doing that shortly. You will, okay. okay. <laughs> yes, I have the, I have the plan, I already have the, bought the plan to convert my car to water power. Mm. So I'm going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. 
the reverse magnetic motors are actually available in Germany. The patent attorneys over there have not restricted the people's uh, marketing of that over there. And the U.S. patent attorneys and other patent attorneys throughout the world have through, uh See the problem with uh, with the, the, the problem with your call so far is I have no idea what to believe and what not to. <laughs> uh, it's so incoherent and okay, so difficult. Me, this woman has two hundred something videos on her you. website. Please don't laugh at me. Oh, uh, I, I it's okay if you laugh because we're sort of making fun of how silly this is. Find the reality that God is in the world right now. His name is Brian Leonard, Gloria Marshall, Michelle Nye on YouTube. He is in the world. Wait, wait, but, but Brian, you, you, have, you understand you're throwing out all these references, but you have to convince us that these are worth our time, and you, you haven't have done to, that. You know, instead of, instead of uh, looking at other, like, 9-11 truth videos, get off 9-11. Oh, uh, we don't do that, that on this show, sweetie. Have you, you ever been listening? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's talking about free Have you ever actually listened to this show? Have you ever actually... Have you ever actually look listened the to the show you've called? I did look at Pardon? a couple of the videos. Pam, have you ever listened the to the, the Can you hear me? Pam, <laughs> Earth to Pam. <laughs> yeah, Earth to Pam. Jesus Christ is in Australia. I will repeat myself. Pam, I've got questions for you. We're bringing you back. Hang on. 800-259-9231. If you've got a question for Pam, she has the answers. She knows where Jesus Christ is. He's in Australia, and his name is Brian. Somebody writes books on Marshall. Amazon. Uh, 800-259-9231. Don't forget to check out her friend's YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know if she actually Michelle knows Nye. it. Michelle Nye. It's, uh, it's, it's lovely and nuts. <laughs> More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. The features include all kinds of great stuff like the uh, the Liberty Radio Network link, the bulletin board system, archives, and more. It's all free for you at freetalklive.com. We're going to go right back into your phone calls. That's the point of the show. If we get a chance, we'll come back to the value-added tax or so-called value-added tax. Uh, but Pam is on the line in Wisconsin, and she's been uh, babbling about all sorts of things here tonight. And Pam, I just wanted to bring you back because, well, you make some pretty extraordinary claims. We've had you on the show before, and uh, you're still making extraordinary claims. One of those claims, are you still there, Pam? Yes, I am. One of those claims is that you believe that Jesus Christ is walking the earth and that you believe you know where he is and who he has been incarnated as this uh, this time around, yeah. and yeah. you believe his name is Brian somebody? Yeah, I've got his address and phone number. The last time someone asked Laugh because I didn't have his address and phone number, but I have it right in front of me right now. So, so he posts videos yeah. on a YouTube channel called Michelle yeah. Nye. Am I correct Michelle so far? Nye, Michelle Nye is actually the name of Mary Magdalene from our previous marriage in this lifetime. That's why Michelle Nye is up there. He tried posting under Jesus Christ and Yahweh, and YouTube wouldn't let him. They didn't like that, huh? Now, no, so, they let him register because they know who he is. So I clicked on this, and this is the same channel that I looked at before where but there are just hundreds. If you look at certain hundreds. specific videos like Star of Bethlehem, explains the eclipses of the planets and the sun yeah, in the time of his birth. Madness. The Christ timeline, he was born June 17th, 02 B.C. I uh, just now timeline. looked at the first video. I looked at the most recent video that was posted two days ago. It's called The Van of the Living Christ. Yeah, and basically, a funny one. His, his uh, uh, Martha Magdalene's son, Adam, 
What are you uh, talking about? I don't, this is from a previous marriage. Is, you is don't that, know the Magdalene's? Are you even, do you even have Christian beliefs at all? To Me? In Jesus Christ? I used yeah. to belong to a Christian church when I was a kid, but uh, not so much anymore. Well, you mean nice Merovingians? The fundamentals of your faith, but the reality is you don't need to go to church to, to be connected to God, the angels, and heaven. It's in your dreams and in your prayers. Let me find out uh, from you just why it is you believe this. Can I give you his address and phone number? His I'm sure address. I could. I've, 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 that's okay. We know what his YouTube 61, channel is. That's okay. Anybody that wants to get in touch. No, that's okay. <laughs> We're not interested in that. Anybody that wants to get in touch with him can find him through his YouTube channel. But I want to know I'm from you, Pam. Yes. NYE, That's right. Lai, I'm sitting there. I'm on that channel right now. It's, it's, I'm watching you know, Jesus right, smoke cigarettes. He look, smokes it, cigarettes. It's, it's, it's a, it's a white haired old man sitting in his like Mark Twain. living room or something, smoking cigarettes, answering, uh, reading something, uh, babbling and mumbling into a video camera. What is it that makes you believe this guy okay. is Jesus you Christ? Talked about, you, you talked about your radio station not being uh, part class. Okay. What? Park so what, you talked about your radio station, Free Talk Live, not being part class, not like not a, being a high part ranking. class. Radio stations, part class. That means you're not the you know, the greatest thing that you know the most uh, esteemed radio. You don't have all uh, all the uh, bells and whistles of the big network radio stations, right? Okay. Yeah, we don't have as many affiliates, if that's what you mean. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're not one of the big media networks or radio. You right. Know, online radio. Okay. Now. This is a man who in Australia is uh he's got the cure for AIDS, cancer, TB, malaria, is in New Guinea. Mm-hmm. And he's curing people in New How Guinea. How do you know? Okay. How do you know that? It's not it was on Australia television. There's one of his videos has it on there. He's on I had a couple of radio interviews. So in he's Australia. been on T V you're you're claiming this man has been on T V healing people with uh, AIDS and cancer and things right. like that? With, with the coil silver ozone charged water. What about uh, and the pulsator. Now, did hold he, on. Did he cure any you need to do the AIDS and the cancer cure. Why does Jesus need to give somebody ozonated water to cure them? Can't he just like wave his arms and cure everybody with AIDS? <laughs> He's son of God. He should be able to just I, wink I at I want to know, has he cured yeah, any let's, amputees let's on TV? Let's make a clarification. He's not the son of God. He is the Trinity. You need to he read. Is God, uh, there's a like the angel and he's Yahweh. Do a search on uh, why why uh, healers don't cure amputees. There's a website no. about why healers don't <laughs> cure amputees because that After would actually prove that they're healers. December 21st, 2012, according to the Mayan calendar. How did you, uh, before you go on into the 2012 thing, Pam, Pam, how right? is it, you still haven't answered my question. You, you said that. You all the videos, obviously, because you're sounding like you're pretty ignorant. Pam, I've look got better things to do than watch. You haven't sold us on the video. Pam, Pam, pot her down. Just please pot her down. Pot her down, please. Pam. Look, the reason why we're not going to sit there and watch 223 10-minute long videos is because, A, we have better things to do with our time. All you have to do is watch one minute of this guy to understand he's a rambling, incoherent nut job. Uh, But what I'd like to know is why you're so convinced this man is Jesus Christ reincarnated, or as you say, the, the, the whole trinity. Now, Pam. Are you rambling, or did you actually hear my question? 911. Do you know why Good I was God. 911? What? <laughs> She's still talking. You know, she stuff. talked the whole time. I, I had don't her. I think you know all this stuff, and I think some of your you're debased on your ability to be informative if you don't look at all the information. Why do you think he's Jesus Christ? Look at all of the information. Looking at all of the information. Why do you think he's Jesus Christ? Did you look at his archive documents at www.holyconspiracy.com? No, he watched one minute and he looked like a loon, so why do you think he's Jesus Christ? I've been invited by Ron Paul. I emailed a congressman in Wisconsin 
you know, the ones who are honest, there's very few of them. What about Ron Paul? Are you, you going to try to associate Ron Paul you know, with this guy? Do you know <laughs> the state is seceding right now? Do you know that's the... The, the what? It's going to be the crucible. The states are seceding right now. The faces you know of the what? The states are seceding. I'm for it. There are many issues that have to be... Ba- many battles to deal with. And here's sitting there like a goofy two-year-old, not even looking at the information. (laughs) But it's not the... the, Do you know how much information is on YouTube? Why should we look at this particular information? She's not interested in answering your questions, Dale. You haven't read all of the websites she's given you. You respect other people's truth. And you research it. Pam, can you calm down? Calm down. Pam, get in touch with your inner Jesus for a moment and take a chill pill. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He only taught the way. How to live your life, according to how he did when he was on earth, I demonstrated. <laughs> I think Jesus would have shut the F up when <laughs> someone was trying to talk to him. We've had you on this show for two full segments, and we haven't been able to get a straight answer Not from you on anything. I have a phone number. If you want to laugh about this, Judgment Day is December 21st. <laughs> Wait, when? 11, 11 a.m. December 21st. That's in 2012? Is that 2012 or this year? Wait, wait, wait. Pam, 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 Pam. I want to know when Judgment Day is. Pam, when is Judgment Day? She is, she is tuning you out completely and just on a rant. She's on the Jesus wavelength. If you put her on hold, she'd continue talking to the next commercials. She'd talk to the next segment. Just is All she has to hear is some kind of feedback from her phone. Let's see if that works. Put her on hold. Oh, wait, Pam, did you stop talking? No, no. no. Wow. Okay. Hey, I was nice to talk without you getting a word in edgewise for, edgewise for a while. You, you've been trying you to talk without us getting a word in edgewise? <laughs> edgewise. You, you do realize we can just turn you down, right? Let's try this. Let's, right. let's turn him, her down again here. Okay. See, we we are in control of your radio's experience. Uh, I guarantee like the she's limits. still going. Uh, we can turn you down, Pam, when we want to be able to talk without you babbling on underneath us. And I would love to have a conversation with you. Honestly, I would like to be able to ask a question, have you respond to that question, ask a follow-up question, have you respond to that follow-up question, maybe have you ask a question of us, whatever. But that requires you to have the ability to yield the floor for just a moment as we ask the question. So let's recap some of our questions and try Pam again, and then we're going to give up. (laughs) Alakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alakees at A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. Again, that's A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if you're crazy, we might hold you on through three segments. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian joining you. And Dale. And Mark, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give away. Live streams are included. Broadband version, dial-up version, even a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Do you have hair or skin problems? Are you sensitive to fragrances in your personal care products? Try Unicure. I've been using Unicure for 
over a year now, and uh, I think it's great. It's it's working for me, and uh, if you've got any kind of itch, Unicure takes care of that, too. Unicure at Unicure.com or call 888-UNICURE, Unicure.com. All right, we're going to bring Pam back. Pam, we're going to try something new with you here. We're going to try to actually have a conversation, and we're going to offer you a carrot to uh, to try to uh, make it so that you'll actually have a conversation with us. We will allow you a full 60 seconds to just ramble on about whatever it is that you want to to our audience. If you will answer three questions, do we have a deal? Go right ahead. Question, yeah, question number one. When is Judgment Day? December 21st, 2012, according to the Mayan calendar, starting Greater Mountain Time. Mark your calendar. 11, 11 a.m. Question number two. That's why they ended World War One. No, nope, you don't get to go any further. Nope, that, that's enough. You answered the question. Question. Oh, oh, okay. Question two. Question two. How do you know that the man in Australia you were talking about is Jesus Christ or the you whole God look, thing? You have to look through all the videos unless you want to just you know, skim through and. Not research. So watching a video, and, and this is a tangential question, this, this isn't the third question. documents at www.holyconspiracy.com. So he if you read videos. a bunch of papers and watch some videos, you'll know that this is Jesus. That's what you're claiming? Yeah. Okay. okay Number three, question three. A question and have read, believe the Bible, and the Bible has been corrupted by the Freemasons. Well, 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 question three, you're going you off the cliff. You get to rant if you're you going... ask them the question. Last question, Pam. Answer the third question. You're right. Slow down. We have no idea. We're absolutely clueless. You're going to ruin it, Pam. Just answer the question. Third question. This is it, okay? Why doesn't the man in uh, in Australia, who you claim to be Jesus and God, why doesn't he heal amputees? Amputees will be healed after Judgment Day. People who have okay. genetic disorders uh, Fair enough. healed. And also, it'll be a gradual process. Pam, you've got 60 seconds. 60 seconds let's to get whatever nonsensical crucify, babble out you, you want to our listeners. Go. April 3rd, 33 AD, okay? So everybody's age who's older than 33 will reverse to 33. It's a gradual process when heaven is uh, created on earth. And those children who are younger or young adults will not age beyond 33, and you'll have immortality. You will not die ever again. That was the promise. No. If you had a Christian upbringing, you know there was a promise inherent with your belief in Christianity and the fact that Jesus died for a reason and resurrected himself to prove indeed he was God. I, I, I don't you've know got 30 seconds left. So you, can, you, can, you can sit there and you've got to look at the false Jews, the Temitic Jews, who are the state of Israel and the APAC. The state of Israel, where the welfare state that we're funding, that's not a lie, that's the truth. They control the media, they control Hollywood, the major motion picture industry, which television is mind control. Alex Jones says that on his show, Infowars.com. Alex Jones is actually the friend of my space, or my, my space account. Thanks He's for the call, Pam. We really appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, you know, you let her go for 60 <laughs> seconds and she gets into hating people. <laughs> you know, I felt so bad about it right there. I, I said we weren't going to say anything, and then gosh darn it, she, comes, she jumps in on the Talmudic Jews. It's the Jews! They're ruining everything. That's not very Christian, is it, to, uh, to not like people well she's convinced that they're satanic mm, but shouldn't you right. still love your enemy i think she did say it was like a Turning certain cheek? a certain kind of jew which makes it okay to be racist as long as you're talking about a certain kind of jew right oh i don't just, know <laughs> it's, it, it's not it's not those sephardic jews it's the ashkenazi you, jews did, did you notice that when she was <laughs> gosh what making him choke on his water <laughs> mark, uh, mark made me have a spit take <laughs>
did you hear the when she was? It's, it's going to be interesting to play that back and listen to what she was actually saying because I couldn't process it as I, I was just watching the clock as she was talking. Because if you know, if I listen to her, I'll want to say something to, uh, back to what she's saying. But if you listen to her, there was one point. There was one point in the first thirty seconds where uh, she stopped, she paused, and then kept speaking as though someone had said something to her. Did you notice that? Yes. Did you notice that pause? Yeah, she, I noticed she, a definite like, pause. He didn't I was like, say anything to her, so <laughs> maybe there's a little voice in I her head. I think she needed the conflict a little bit. She needed yes. to try and talk over you. She ran out of steam like after 30 seconds. If you start seconds. to say something mm. that might be a challenging question she can't answer or who knows what, yeah. if you started to say something, she just needed to talk over you. She had like yes. a repertoire of, of like, it's like almost like a machine gun or a shotgun, just shoot out all these statements yes. and so that to, to talk over you. And, and so without that conflict, it, suddenly she ran out of steam. That's exactly what I felt <laughs> after when she paused at 30 seconds for a, a good three seconds. She just didn't have anything to say. It was a completely different experience than when we'd been trying to have a conversation with her, and she just kept spitting stuff out. So there you have it. There's Pam in Wisconsin. Who knows? Maybe she'll call us back someday. 1-800-259-9231. So apparently, if you want to know, all you have to do is go read that crazy website she suggested. What was it? Do you remember what it was? <laughs> no. This is a Michelle Nye. That'll be enough for you. Yeah, if you go to that YouTube channel and watch every... You have to watch all 223 10-minute long videos, and let me tell you... If you can't, if you thought the uh, the guy with the cigarette and the Mark Twain looking guy from Australia that sits there puffing, nipping on a cigarette as he mumbles into the video camera, if you thought that was intolerable and bad, go back into the earlier videos where it's just frame after frame of text. Right, and just text. Oh, if, I hate YouTube videos like that. They'll play. They play music. Maybe if they're you know they might go to the effort to play some music and flash text on the screen, and I'm like. You know what this is? This is a blog post. You type it yeah. in, and I'll read it at my own pace. I won't read it at this really right. slow YouTube pace, and like, oh, I'm gone. I'm out of there. Right. They Sorry. wasted I'm video. Of, they wasted the time to put together a video so people could sit there and watch frame by frame of this rambling nonsense. Of course, to them, this is probably God's work or whatever, you know, so it wasn't a waste of time for them. And, and she sounded like a broken record when she says, well, you just have to go and read a whole bunch of stuff, do your studying, research all this stuff. And, like, you understand that the Internet cannot be absorbed by any single person out there. There's there's an information overload out there. You have to sell us on why we should look at this particular piece of the Internet that you want us to absorb. I wasn't persuaded, were you? You have to convince us. No, she wasn't persuasive. No. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? We do have John on the line in Texas. And, John, I know, I'm, I know you were calling in to talk about Pam. I don't know if you actually wanted to talk to her. If you did, I apologize for that. She wasn't in the mood for uh, any conversation. Uh, but go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, hi. This is John. Hey, John. I was originally calling about the sales tax, but Pam is quite interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry she's gone because if, if Jesus is walking among us, that's that's probably a pretty good thing. And, uh I was going to ask her if, if if Buddha is around too. Oh, good question. And um, you know about the uh, power of forgiveness, and uh, maybe if Jesus was going to, uh, because we have some good, uh, you know, forgiving and and loving people here in New Hampshire, and maybe that Jesus would move from Australia to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. I think it's a good uh, suggestion. So that would be I mean, pretty if... cool. Um, so I'm sorry she's gone. But uh, if I could touch on the sales tax since Pam's gone. Yeah, right. Go ahead. Yeah, but back you were talking about that. And that they, they you know, they, they have these fooling around names, trick everybody. Now it's the value-added tax. I guess we're starting to talk like Europeans. Um, back in this country, 
when they were talking about the sales tax, uh, when this was being proposed, it used to be proposed as you know the in, the Internal Revenue Service. They're such bastards, and they're you know they're they do horrible things to people. So we need to make it fair. We just need to have a sales tax and abolish this income tax, so people don't need to fill out their paperwork and all that stuff. And you'll just pay it at the counter, and you know it'll all be anonymous and all that stuff. And for for years, I don't know how many years this has been that this has been proposed, but right from day one, I said, it's another trick, mm-hmm. because they're not going to replace one with the other. Nope. They're going to sneak the other one in. Yep. They might even do a little trick, like say, yeah, we'll reduce all your little income tax, or you know, our income tax, or whatever we want to call it. John, you're absolutely spot on. I thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, that's right. If they bring in a sales tax, they'll, they'll reduce the income tax for a little while. They're not going to get rid of it. 800-259-9231, and then they'll raise them both. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call. If you make it now, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase when you enter through that particular portal. It's amazon.freetalklive.com. You know Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer with dozens of categories in which you can shop, including used items. You can even save money uh, by going with free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their new items that they sell. So head over to amazon.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. As we continue taking your phone calls about anything, we go to Dan in New Jersey. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Uh, Dan, are you there, sir? Do we have Dan going once? Dan in New Jersey going twice. All right. 800-259-9231. So the value-added tax. What are some of the excuses? What is the the, uh, the story behind this, right? Uh, the story, at least, is coming from the Washington Post, where people have been uh, proposing this as an idea for raising more money for the federal government because there's never enough. They can never get well, enough cash. Usually what they're doing is proposing it uh, as a replacement for whatever form of taxation that we currently have. I don't see that here. Not in this story, no. No. Uh, at a White House conference earlier this year on the government's budget problems, a room full of tax experts pleaded with Secretary Geithner to consider a VAT, a value-added tax, a recent flurry of books and papers on the subject is attracting genuine, if furtive, interest in Congress. Last month, after wrestling with the White House over massive deficits projected under Obama's policies, the chairman of the Senate Budget Committee declared that a VAT should be part of the debate. That is a tax on the transfer of goods and services that's ultimately borne by the consumer. Of course, all taxes are borne by the consumer. Yeah, duh. Highly visible, it would increase the cost of just about everything. But except it's not visible. It's not visible because you don't see it on the receipt. Yes, it will be visible if you're paying attention as costs dramatically jump virtually overnight uh, because of the, these new taxes. But if, to anyone who's not paying close attention, it'll just seem like the, the, the corporations are doing this. The evil corporations, they're raising prices. To anyone who's not really paying attention, and that's probably most Americans. 
It's also hugely regressive, falling heavily on the poor. But VAT advocates say those negatives could be offset by using the proceeds to pay for health care for every American, a tangible benefit that would be highly valuable to low-income families. Liberals dispute that notion. You could pay for it regressively and have people at the bottom come out better off, maybe. Or you could pay for it progressively and they'd come out a lot better off, said the director of the nonprofit Citizens for Tax Justice. I don't even know what he's saying there. You could pay for it regressively? A VAT tax? What does that even mean? Well, progressive taxes um, stack up as you make more money. A regressive tax is basically the same all over to everyone. But But how would that change with a VAT tax? How do you do that differently with a VAT tax? What do you mean? Charge more? Well, people that buy more makes it progressive. You buy more stuff... You pay more taxes. Okay. Well, that's, that makes it seems like it's automatically progressive in that yeah, sense, that's just by its very nature. But I think maybe the only thing I can think of is if they made it more of like a luxury VAT tax, like items uh, that they think poor people don't buy, like yeah. maybe fishing boats and mansions. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> items that poor, that, uh, that, that poor and working class people um, build and maintain. Uh, maybe so. Yeah. Because that's what they do with, uh, you know, Learjet. But doesn't that hurt? Them? See, once again, that would actually hurt people who build and maintain those things. Right. Yes, it would. Because because then people would buy fewer of w- them. Yeah, they would. It would. It would make them cost more, and people would buy fewer. Exactly, it would hurt the economy in that respect. Everybody who understands our long-term budget problems understands we're going to need a new source of revenue, and a VAT is an obvious candidate, says the co-director of the Tax Policy Center. It's common to the rest of the world, and we don't have it. Oh, we need to be more like the rest of the world. Yeah, we sure. Let's tax the crap out of our yeah. uh, industries like they do. And it seems like we copy all the tyrannies from everywhere. Oh, I mean, yes. we're, we're catching up on socialism. We've been way ahead of the rest of the world on on fascism and militarism and trying to take over the world. And now we're catching up on socialism. And uh, yep. we've been kind of there. I think it's our, our socialism has been cloaked in corporatism. You know, we've yeah, been, absolutely. We've, we, we work through corporations and benefit corporations and get entangled with corporations with our government in a way that effectively gives us socialism. But it's cloaked as capitalism. Obama wants to raise income taxes for high earners and impose new levies on business, but those moves would not generate enough cash to cover the cost of health care, much less balance the budget, and they've not been fully embraced by Congress. Obama's plan to tax greenhouse emissions, greenhouse gas emissions, could raise trillions of dollars, but again, Congress is balking. Key lawmakers are considering other ways to pay for health reform, including new taxes on sugary soda, alcohol, and employer-provided health insurance. The last... <laughs> as though it's not difficult enough to... Uh, provide all these employees with with health insurance now they're going to tax that even more the last proposal would raise a lot of money nearly one trillion over the next five years but options on the table would raise a fraction of that sum and while it may pay for health care it would barely dent deficits projected to nearly to total nearly four trillion dollars over the next five years and to grow rapidly into the future Enter the VAT one of the world's most popular taxes in use in more than 130 countries in use in every country the U.S. occupies, probably. Uh, among industrialized nations, rates range from 5% in Japan to 25% in Hungary and parts of Scandinavia. A 21% VAT has permitted Ireland to attract investment by lowering its corporate tax rate. See, it's great. We just need more taxes. The VAT has advantages, it says here, because producers... You know, the way the government could uh, lower its tax rate is by spending less money. 
Because producers, well, we can't do that, Mark. We've got obligations here. That, We've got to pay for these pensions. It's the only accurate measure of the tax rate is spending. Because one way or another, they're getting that money, even if it's in the yep. form of, of causing inflation. debt and inflation and all kinds of things. But one way or another, they're paying for their spending in some way or You're right about that. Here, what the uh, the article claims here are the advantages to the VAT tax because oh, good producers, advantages. right? Because producers, wholesalers, and retailers are each required to record their transactions and pay a portion of the VAT. The tax is hard to dodge. It punishes spending rather than savings, which the administration hopes to encourage. And the threat of a VAT could pull the country out of recession, say some economists, because they'll hurry consumers to the mall before the tax hits. They're using some of the rhetoric from the fair tax, because it is similar, obviously. The, the fair, fair tax. tax is a VAT tax, as I recall. Oh, no, is it VAT? F- it is no, kind it's of. not. The it's fair an end tax. It's on the end right, product. The fair tax is charged by, so-called fair tax, is charged by the, uh, the retailer. Yeah. And that's all. Whereas but, the VAT tax is applied at every level prior to the retailer. Right. But it's, it is very similar, and they're using a lot of the rhetoric, like the idea that it encourages saving, or it doesn't punish saving, at least, and, and it discourages spending. And that's one of the things the fair tax talks about in a, as a selling point. So yeah, they're, it's they're make stealing it, some of that rhetoric. It's going to make it so you don't want to do anything if you're a poor person. I mean, if you're a poor person in America and uh, milk jumps up from $3.50 to $4.50 because of this, <laughs> the first place they're going to go is not going to be food or um, necessities, as oh, it really? were. I, I, just, sudden, I just recently stopped Generally. buying something because it jumped 20% in price, something that was like a staple of mm-hmm. my, of my you know, I, there's a certain kind of grape juice that I thought was a really nice price and very fairly priced. And, and so I was drinking a lot of grape juice and I just stopped drinking grape juice because it jumped 20%. And, and I just, you know, I can't imagine, you know, that, that people don't get that this is going to have a, an impact that ripples through the economy. Yeah. It's bad news. Uh, it says a gallon of milk would jump from $3.69 to $4.61 uh, underneath the 25% VAT tax that is being proposed by one person. $5,000 bathroom renovation would suddenly cost $6,250. But they say that the nation's debt would stabilize and everybody would be able to see a doctor. It'd be great. It'd be utopia with this VAT tax. Sure, it'll all work out exactly the way they intend it to, right? <laughs> Because there's an unlimited amount of money out there, and you can just keep extracting it from people and give them everything in the world in return, because the government is the best at providing products and services to people. Let's go unscreened to the amp line. You're on the air. Hello. Hey, guys. It's Matt from Illinois. Hey, Matt. What's on your mind tonight? I got a quick question for you. Okay. Do you think that Paula might have a sister named Pam in Wisconsin? I don't know. I think Paula's like coherent and understandable compared to Pam in Wisconsin. Well, I, but a, a sister, you know, they're very similar. I, I suppose. Exactly I don't know if same. Paula does. Paula hate Jewish people. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Does. I don't think she's ever said anything about Jewish people. But that was kind of at the end of that conversation. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't know about that. It just seems to me that they, you know, they sound it's a lot alike. Reminiscent. They did sound yeah, yes, similar. They are very reminiscent. And I was wondering if, if Paula was aware that Jesus uh, is in Australia. in Australia, if she had gotten that on her uh, on her fax machine. You know what? I, you know what would be interesting? Uh, and I thank you for the call tonight, Matt. I wonder if Paula would be as crazy as Pam if she had access to the Internet. Because Pam has the Internet, and she can go to all kinds of nutter websites and absorb all kinds of crazy stuff, whereas Paula... She's re- relying on her fax machine for all of her information, so it's much more Good limited. Good point. We're out of time. Been Ian here with you.
And Dale. And Mark. Back tomorrow night online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314.